Hello and welcome to We Random episode 45 recording on July 13th, 2021. Hey B, did you hear about the guy who invented the knock-knock joke? Did he get knocked out? Nobody did just win the Nobel Prize. That's right. We'll be right back, everybody. Almost Qualified Productions. We're three beers in. Time for you to catch up. Welcome to We Random, episode 45. I'm Brian. That's Christopher. We're getting back into the flow of this, so... This is normally what I say, Christopher. Say hello to those wonderful people. Hello, wonderful people. It's been a very busy few weeks. Obviously, we had the Fourth uh, of July Independence Day holiday. Sconzi bought a house, and <laughs> we're all here now on July thirteenth, ready to celebrate with you by bringing you another episode of the We Random Podcast. That's so, right. Christopher, what insights or wisdoms do you have for our people before we get started today? You know, the only thing I'm going to call out is for those who are watching live or those who are watching not live on YouTube. You'll notice, see if I point the right direction. Over there, god damn it. Over there, we got, uh, we don't have the blonde lady. What was her name again? That was Leslie Nope. Leslie the Nope. Wonderful Leslie Nope. The not wonderful Leslie Nope, who used to be over there because she won our uh, random rankings master tournament. Um, I figured the Milwaukee Bucks are in the NBA Finals for the first time in like 50 years or something, right? So we, we need to represent that. I mean, we are, we random, right? That's kind of the whole point of what we do. So... I figured that the way that we can uh, recognize that is we put uh, put our boy Giannis over there. I can't say our boy because I'm not really a Bucks fan, but B's boy, the Bucks boy, Giannis over there in the corner, kind of doing a little bit of a dance. So we're gonna celebrate Giannis and the Bucks making the finals, and uh, even though they're down two to one right now, um, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe they're already out of the finals by the time you see this. Let's hope not. Um, or maybe there's a parade. We should go put chairs down on Wisconsin Avenue. We should so just, that, uh, just like a week and a half in, in advance. Yeah. Yep. Just in case. Yeah. So anyway, that's what we got going on. Um, and as B mentioned, I did my house, so that's exciting, and that's why the background is weird. That's why my face is really dark because I haven't figured out all the lighting just yet. It's it's a work in progress, but you know we're here at least, and and that's the important thing. So, B, that's what I've got for updates. Uh, what do you got, or do we just jump into this thing? Well, as you can see, we got two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve wonderful topics for you, our loyal listener. And as you know, we talk a lot, so we're not going to get to all twelve of these topics. But what we're going to do is we're going to spin this wheel. We're going to see what comes up, and we're going to try real hard to limit the swear words to about forty-four. <laughs> Something like that. But I'm going to spin, and we'll see how many swear words we can get. My audio kind of hates me, but that's all right. We're going to start with policing. What is, uh, oh, what is policing so, be? So apparently the swear words are coming. <laughs> is that so, a surprise? This is actually policing and copyright laws. So an Alameda County Sheriff Sergeant, David Shelby, got himself and the county in some hot water recently. A group of protesters at the Oakland Courthouse had hung banners in support of Stephen Taylor, a man killed by a police officer in April of 2020. That police officer is now having a preliminary hearing at that Oakland courthouse. During the protest, sheriff deputies were telling protesters to remove the signs and they were being recorded by the protesters. In the middle of the conversation about where banners and signs could or could not be placed, Sergeant Shelby pulled out his personal cell phone and began playing Taylor Swift's blank space. He slid the cell phone in between the buttons of his shirt so that the music would be played over the discussion. When asked what he was doing, Shelby said, you can record all you want. I just know it can't be posted to YouTube. So basically what this officer is trying to do is to use YouTube and other content sites policies that they will kind of auto pull down any videos with things that are copyrighted so that yeah. they don't get in trouble. Yep. So this to me is a real kind of like yucky shenanigans kind of thing. What are your thoughts on this, Christopher? I have two main thoughts. So the first one is kind of clever. I mean, it's kind of clever, right? Like he's right. Like if, if YouTube picks up that you've got Taylor Swift playing on a video, they're going to not, not publish the video. Right. 
Um, I mean, at, at best, they would demonetize it, but they're not going to do that. They're just going to pull it down. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's kind of clever. Um, on the flip side is why the fuck are you saying and doing things that you're so afraid is going to end up on YouTube? Right. That's where I'm like, coming from. It's like you're smart enough to know that, oh, if I do this, this video might not get out. But how about you just don't do things right? that you're afraid of being videotaped for, right? Like that's when I read this story, that was my immediate response. Yeah. Because do I want to be videotaped? No. But if I'm on video, am I going to be doing things that I am ashamed of or embarrassed of on video? Probably not. So sure, videotape away. But no, to be like, haha, I'm going to try to get around you videotaping me so I can say whatever I want to you. No. That's yeah. garbage. Yep. And, and, and very clearly, that's what he's trying to do, right? Is he's trying to protect anything that he's saying and doing from showing up on YouTube. And, and here's the thing is there are ways around that. There are ways that you could still get it up there if you really wanted to. Like, I'm sure I can find a way around it. And I'm sure most people can. Cause there's yeah, a lot and of they did. The, the protesters actually, the video did end up getting posted. And that's why this all became a thing. And yeah. like the dude got in trouble and like they basically brought everybody together and said don't do this because right. you are violating people's again and this is you know our friends a oh, first amendment right like you are <laughs> literally violating someone's first amendment right here to videotape this conversation yeah so it's and you know what the thing is and and you know i always preface these kind of conversations is that i i have a good friend who's a cop but fucking cops keep doing bullshit like this and obviously much much worse it's like people are screaming from the rooftops that that there's a systematic issue and this isn't specifically race related as far as i'm aware maybe the trial was i'm not sure but like this isn't necessarily specifically race related but like people are saying you've got a problem like this group of individuals has issues we need to correct this and every fucking week you've got some sorry there's there's the f-bomb Every week, you've got some stupid story like this where they just keep literally, okay, not literally, but figuratively shooting their damn selves in the foot time after time after time after time. And basically, all this is, to, in my mind, is a huge, giant spotlight. It says, look, we told you there's an issue. And you, even though you know there's an issue, you know that people are watching, you know that people are, like, just like scrutinizing every single possible thing that you do, even though you're going to be on every YouTube page and TikTok page and Snapchat page, and you're going to be on the news, you're still fucking doing stupid shit. Like that is ridiculous. Like that, that is, as far as I'm concerned, that is the epitome of how, you know, a, there's a huge fucking problem and B, they don't give a shit. Right. Like that's the whole thing here. Like, for example, these people are smart enough to think, oh, well, I can play copyrighted music so that they can't record me. But then, oh, my body camera wasn't on. I didn't know how to turn it on. I, I couldn't right. do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I, this, this newfangled technology confuses me. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, come it, on. it's insane. And, and, and until stuff starts moving uh, in a direction that, uh, uh, that starts to hold people accountable, this stuff's not going to change. Very interesting side note is, uh, I was looking at the city website for the city that I just moved to. And there's like all these different community boards and stuff that you can join. And one of them is the police and fire oversight. And I looked very, very long and hard in that. And I'm not sure I want to join something where I'm going to have to go to an actual place and, and meet people. But uh, I'm, st I'm still very tempted. Like, I, I don't know that there's a huge issue specifically with the police department in this area. Um, I haven't heard of anything. I mean, not that I've been paying super close attention, but, but I think those are the things that we need to do. And we, and I collectively, we need to be a part of that conversation and we need, we need to make sure that our voices are heard. And, you know, this isn't the same as being the president, but it would be a small step in the direction of getting a voice in there that not that I'm patting myself on the back and saying I'm a genius or anything, but, but I think that. I would like to think that my voice from that side is something that should be heard. And so, you know, I guess maybe that's a call to action for all of us. I mean, you did tell me like 30 minutes ago, we need more dicks in meetings. So well, that's, that's true. And, and I definitely am a dick. I'm spinning the wheel on that one. Do it. Ah, the Wisconsin budget. We get to talk about 
our favorite dicks of all time, the Wisconsin right. GOP. So this is a thing about the Wisconsin K-12 budget and the Wisconsin state budget. So Wisconsin state income reached historic highs this spring through a rebounding economy and federal relief, providing the state with $4.4 billion to spend in the new budget. However, Republican lawmakers who wrote the budget decided to use much of the additional revenue for tax cuts. Of course. Democrats and education officials said that the income revenue amount was enough to make changes that are typically off the table, such as overhauling the state's funding formula for schools or providing targeted spending that could help close the state's long-standing gap in achievement between white and black children and the poor and wealthy communities. Now, what has happened is that the state budget does provide an additional $128 million for schools, but there was no increase in the state imposed limits on how much revenue districts may raise. And then the lawmakers who wrote this budget cited that federal aid can make up for the shortcomings. However, there are several communities in this state that are smaller communities who say that the stimulus funds are not necessarily available to them because they don't have the mass of students and their funds are specifically earmarked for short-term expenses related to the pandemic as opposed to being able to set districts up for budget windfalls and not shortfalls in the future. So um, I have a very interesting thought pattern on this, especially based on some of the things in the article, but I see that you've written some notes, uh, Skanzi, so I'd like to let you take <laughs> the uh, first at bat here. Well, sure. I, yeah, I, I think the thing that jumps out at me, so um, th we talked about this a couple months back, is that when they, when the, the GOP here in Wisconsin was um, writing up their budget proposal, they had cut the, the, the amount that they were giving by, to schools by so much, they didn't even reach the minimum threshold to get this, this, this money from the federal government. Like this money that they're now saying, oh, we got all this money. You don't need to do anything. They didn't even want us to have that because they wanted to cut the budget so much. Now, I'm not going to tie a correlation between the fact that the GOP wants people to be as stupid as possible because those are the only fuckers that would vote for them. I'm not going to do that. No, don't, don't quote me on that or quote me in great big bold print. I don't really give a shit. But um, I, the, the point is, is they initially cut the budget by so much they didn't even qualify. And then they like they trickle it up just enough to qualify. And they're like, oh, there you go. Now you got your money. And it's just, it's just complete garbage that what they're trying to do here. It's, it's just so insane. Well, and here's the kicker for me. And I'm reading this article and there are these superintendents and people from rural school districts. Not, we're not talking Milwaukee. We're not talking Madison. We're talking about these rural school districts. And they're saying, well, Maybe Tony Evers can help us with this. But now what's going to happen is because we are in a state where there are lots of these checks and balances. And even though Evers is in power as far as being the state governor, he basically still reports to the Republicans for a lot of these things. His hands are if tied. These, if these things don't go well for these rural districts, who are they going to blame? They're not going to blame these legislators who put together this bill and who put together this budget, they are going to blame Evers. And who is that going to benefit? That is going to benefit those people who put together and passed this bill. Well, and let's that take it one step been... further. These people in these rural areas, who are they voting for? Like right. the, the rural areas well, of Wisconsin are like 98% red. Like well, they, they voted for these We're perpetuating people. the cycle is what I'm getting at because basically this has been the play the entire time that since Tony Evers has been in office, it's been, well, we're going to blame him for this. We're going to blame him for that. He's mishandling the pandemic. He's treating you wrong. He's do it. So now we're moving that to schools because now they've forced through like, nope, you can do whatever you want and he can't help you. And you just have to, it's God's will, you know? Well, but, and then and here's, here's my cycle, which I might've touched on earlier is, you know, they're all going to get pissed at Evers and they're going to bitch and scream, and they're going to vote in more Republicans. We're going to cut the funding so that none of these people can get educated. So they're all stupid, and they continue to vote for the Republicans. That's the cycle, right? Well, that it, well, in the the other cycle, I saw this. This I don't remember who posted this, but I saw this post on Twitter or somewhere online, and it was basically like, so you get mad at 
the Republicans and you vote in a bunch of Democrats. Then you get mad at the Democrats and you vote in a bunch of Republicans. Someone tells you that neither side has your best interests in mind and you say that that person is crazy. What's crazy is you keep following the same cycle time after time after time and you don't hold these people accountable. Yeah, well, that's true. And, you know, because we're all stupid because we can't get funding for education. I'm going to spin the wheel. let's, Let's spin it. Oh, there! I, I was surprised. Oh. I was waiting for Old Man Wiggum to give us something here. Oh, he's there. We did get a comment from uh, Ellie, friend of the Ellie. podcast. Hello, Ellie. So the Republicans are big on states' rights when it's convenient, but they have no interest in state obligations, which is legit. Uh, speaking right. of areas that may fall under states' rights and uh, state obligations, let's talk about our old friend COVID. Again. Don't make me talk about. This. All right, we can spin again. No, it's fine. Okay. You, we, we, we have to follow the rules. I don't want to. I'm a rule breaker, B. I don't have to follow nothing. All right. So some health experts are predicting that indoor mask mandates and other public health measures may make a return to the U.S. this fall as the highly transmissible Delta variant continues to spread rapidly across the world. With new mutations discovered every few weeks, some scientists predict that COVID will continue circulating around the world for at least the next two to three years. So what we found is that there are different countries that are reintroducing curfews or other measures, such as Japan declaring the state of emergency in Tokyo with the Olympics. So one counterpoint is that while COVID infections in the U.S. have dropped to their lowest levels since the beginning of the pandemic, averaging about 15,000 new cases a day versus what the peak was, which was about 251,000 per day in January, you know, some people are worried that unvaccinated communities will be hit hard by the Delta variant. Now, the reason I don't want to talk about this is because I honestly think we're at a point where it would basically be untenable to be like, you know, all of you people who are really cautious and then we told you you don't have to be cautious anymore. Now you have to do that again. Like people are just done. Yeah, no, and, and, and let's, like, so, first of all, let's keep in mind, the vaccine isn't 100%, right? Um, and we've got a, a variant that is highly more contagious, highly more contagious, that makes sense? You know what I mean, much more contagious. Um, so, you're going to put all these people who are trying to do the right thing at risk, right? Which is kind of what you touched on. Um, but the bigger thing is, all the idiots who can't get educated because they voted for the Republicans and they don't have any funding for the schools who decided they didn't want to get a vaccine because it's got the Bill Gates microchip in there. Like these are the people who are in serious issue, right? And let's be honest, the South is going to get devastated because that's where a large chunk of these populations are, right? Is, is, is in the Southern red States. And it's just, it's going to run through these places like a wildfire and God knows how bad it's going to get. And uh, it, it's just, it's frustrating as somebody who did pretty much everything that I could do to stay safe and keep people around me safe. I vaccinated as soon as I could. I isolated. I didn't run off and do a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's, it's incredibly frustrating that we're going to be dealing with this. Mo- like I actually got out of the house a little bit over the course of, you know, the last couple of months. Um, I moved last weekend and I had, I don't know how many people, 10 ish people who helped move. Um, like I, I didn't enjoy moving, but I enjoyed being around people, being able to spend some time with my family. For God's sake, I saw my parents for the first time in like two years or a year and a half or something. And now all of that shit's going to go away for who knows how much longer because of these fucking idiots who don't, you know, do what what should be done. Well, and I I don't think it's going to go away because we're at this point. So here's an example. I don't know that I want to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The place that I work sent out a memo today that said, we've updated our policies. We are following the CDC policies that unvaccinated people must wear a mask. Vaccinated people do not have to wear a mask. However, you cannot ask anyone to wear a mask. And (laughs) you are required to hold in-person meetings. Therefore, what's going to happen is that no one is going to wear a mask or at least a very small population of people will be wearing a mask and everyone is going to be required to congregate. So at this point, 
the best thing that you can do is get vaccinated, right? Because yeah. that's your that's your best chance. Doesn't mean that it's a hundred percent chance, but nothing in this life is a hundred percent chance. You could walk off your patio and get hit by a car, right? Like there are yeah. like that's why this is frustrating because I think now we're to the point where people have been given back enough freedom. I think you're going to get a lot more fight from people to say, I did everything that you asked me to do. I've gone through these steps. I am not going to do this again. There are some people who are rule followers who will, but I think you'll get a lot more fight. And I think that there's going to be like, we're we're just going to get to this very just awful divided place because there are going to be the people who will play nice they're going to be the people who are just fed up with playing nice because they did it for 16 months. And then there's going to be the people who have been doing the same thing that they've been doing for the entire 16 months, right? Right. I hope there's people that push back. So so the place that I work at um, is being surprisingly, miraculously, unfreaking believably um, very forward thinking on this. And, and we're going to stay, for the, for the people that can be more remote, we're going to stay more remote. Um, but I hope that people who are in a situation like what you are in, I hope they fight back. And I know that there's certain things that, that you know, there, there's a line there. This is your job. But I mean, I, I look at, I look at it and I say, yeah, so I'm vaccinated. So I'm, I'm in a fairly decent place. Um, I, I probably won't get it, but I could. And if I do get it, it's probably going to be less severe. But I've done all of these things. I did everything that I needed to do to protect myself. And now you as a company are forcing me into a situation where I will undoubtedly be exposed to this deadly virus. Like there's, there's going to be people there who have it and you're forcing me into this area. Um, I would be absolutely pissed. I mean, we, we've read a lot of stories. We've talked about stories over the course of the last year or so where people are like, I'm done. I'm not going back to an office. You know, I'd rather quit than go back to an office. And I think that we're going to see businesses who are going to start running into that because people are just not going to want to deal with that. And I, it, it sucks. Uh, and then the other point too, like Ellie just said is, you know, <laughs> Americans have the luxury to be spoiled brats about the vaccine, but there's a lot of people who want to get the vaccine and they can't even get it. Right. I mean, Americans have this reputation of being incredibly entitled spoiled brats and, and COVID is just bringing that out in spades. I mean, the past 16 months has shown all of the terrible things about people. I mean, yeah. there's also been great things. People have stepped up and mm-hmm. done great things, but it's also shown us some terrible things. And I think that's where this is going to be a big challenge because it's just like for a lot of people, and I lump myself into this category the whole unknown part is the part that's worse for me than like if somebody's like you just need to wear this mask cool i can do that you don't have to wear a mask anymore cool i can do that but then to be like well maybe you should maybe you shouldn't maybe you should have done this maybe like no like that's awful and i hate it well and it seems like businesses are catering to the people who are not getting the vaccine right because they're saying if you're if you're vaccinated you don't need to wear one uh, or, or if you are vaccinated you need to wear one but we're not going to ask you about it and we're not going to make, make you prove that you've got it right. We're, you're just, you're just catering to those fucking, I'm going to use Ellie's words kind of and add my own F bombs, but you're catering to these fucking spoiled brats who are just throwing a temper tantrum and I don't want to get vaccinated and I don't want to wear a mask. It makes me sad. It's like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like, why are we catering to these people? I'm spinning the Life. wheel. I'm done. I, these yep, people same. See, that's why I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, we can, uh, I'm going to get irritated about this for a different reason. I'm not going to, what is, how do you pronounce the name? Shikari? Shikari. Shikari Richardson. So sprinter Shikari Richardson, who was poised to be one of the faces of Team USA in Tokyo, will be unable to compete at the Olympics after testing positive for marijuana and accepting a one-month suspension from the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency. Richardson, who is just 21, by the way, took responsibility for the positive test. Richardson said she had been dealing with her mother's death as well as the pressure of participating in the trials, which led her to a state of, quote, emotional panic. Now, 
one of the kind of things that we want to set a table here is that adult recreational use of marijuana is legal in 18 states and the District of Columbia, including Oregon, where Richardson tested positive, and opponents of the suspension say that the decision lacks any scientific basis and is rooted in the systemic racism that has long driven anti-marijuana laws. So, Christopher, you said you wanted to get angry, so I will cede my time. <laughs> And let you get angry. I, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question that you're going to answer no to, whether it's true or not. I happen to know that it's true, but you would say no, even if it was. Have you ever smoked pot, B? I have not. Well, I have smoked pot. And let me tell you. I know you have. I've me, been there. Let me tell you, it is not performance enhancing in any fucking way whatsoever. Unless you're going to that Nathan's hot dog eating contest. That's the only thing you might get a boost off of. So I like, I don't have an issue with her being suspended. Like there is a rule and the rule says you can't have marijuana in your system. And she broke that rule and she got suspended. Like I'm, I'm kind of a rules guy. That's what I do for a living. Right. I write rules. So right. I, I, I get that part of it. The problem is it's a stupid fucking rule, right? This is the stupid rules thing. Now, the funny part about this, well, not funny, but interesting is that uh, Emmanuel Acho actually made a counter argument where he said, so think about the properties that a lot of people use marijuana for. You're trying to use it to reduce anxiety. You're using it to reduce stress. You're using it to put yourself in a place where you are more centered and maybe you're loose and you're not like stressed and worried. So in this case, that is the performance enhancing property of marijuana. But again, I think like you, this is, this is one of those situations where you have a rule, but the rule is stupid. Yeah, I, I like I agree with bad. the point that that dude made, right? Like it could it could definitely calm you down and maybe give you a benefit, but we're talking about athletes at the absolute peak performance. Like these are the best of the best of the best, and putting something in your body that that is going to have any sort of a negative effect would just destroy you, right? It, it, there's there's absolutely no reason that that would make any sense. And I think Ellie's right. She should have just used white people drugs and then she would have been fine. <laughs> well, it, it's just, it's one of those things where they really just need to reevaluate the rule because it's just, a, it's a poor. It's just stupid. Yeah, pretty much. It's stupid. Uh, let's see what Wiggum had to say. He wrote a book and a half here. So, Oh man, old man Wiggum. I, I agree with the rule and the suspension. They should review and rewrite the rules that said. We do not want people not following rules and being okay when it is broken, when it benefits them. So the rule must be held until it's changed. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of right, where I'm yeah. at. Like right. you broke it's, the rule, you have to deal with the punishments. It just happens right. to be it, a really stupid fucking rule. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like the rule is dumb, but you also knew about the rule yeah. and then you broke the rule. So now you, this is your consequence. Right. She could have competed in one of the events and had her full punishment. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, the whole way it was handled was really stupid, which again begs the question, what if this was a very popular white athlete? You know, Just Michael saying. Phelps, who he's had his own uh Right, he he talked like a motherfucker. Right. Uh phone listening. Why are we listening to phones, B? What's this all about? So this one is actually an older article, but I just wanted to talk to you about this because I, I don't thought know if I read this, this one. I thought that this was fascinating. So Oh uh, no, Robert I know what it is. Okay. So Robert Reeve, a content strategist at Capital One, took to Twitter earlier this year to explain how digital ads work. Reeve explains that the idea of social media apps listening to your private conversations is a, quote, conspiracy theory. Reeve says that social media apps, internet browsers, and cellular devices don't have to listen to you because the data freely handed to them on a minute-by-minute -minute basis is way cheaper and way more powerful. So Reeve explained that your purchases, browser history, and GPS location shared with other phones are all data that is bought and sold by aggregators because people tend to use the same email and phone number for their social media accounts as they do for their online retailers and online rewards programs. Aggregators can match your purchases to your social accounts to create a more holistic profile of you, leading to advertisers cross-referencing your interest in browsing history and purchase history to those around you to provide you with different ad based on the people in your circle. But wait, there's more. Another example of this 
is if you are in the same GPS location as someone, they know that and they can compare your history with their history and then they can give you targeted ads based on something in your circle. So for example, Reeves said that he was at his mother's house and they know what his mother's toothpaste is and they also knew what his Twitter account was. So now all of a sudden on Twitter, he's getting ads for his mother's toothpaste. There you go. So the reason that they do this is because even when there's not a 100% concrete match, it still will create a conversation and that still can drive revenue. I just thought that this was super fascinating. I'm like, cool, but yeah. also scary, but also cool. Well, this is the kind of stuff that we've really been talking about. <laughs> the, the life of this podcast, right? This is where I like to get up on my uh, my pulpit and, and spout out at the masses. But um, yeah, like the, the, the point is accurate though. They, they don't need to spy on us because we're giving them all that information for free. Um, it, it's like the whole, the meme that we've talked about where I'm not going to get the vaccine because they're going to spy on me with the microchip and, and you're posting this shit on Facebook from your iPhone. Fuck out of here, man. Like grow a brain With your cell. GPS location enabled. You don't even need it on because you connected to the Wi-Fi or you, you know, you connect through a cell tower. They know where you're at. It's yep. just, it, it's so stupid. There, there's, it would, it would blow your mind how much people are, how much you're getting tracked. I, there's a, there's a VPN that I use on my phone to block all these tracking cookies and things and applications that you're using. All of you out there are using right now. And, and they send hundreds of data pieces to these companies every minute. They're just dumping your data left and right, just spitting data everywhere. They know where you're at. They know what you're doing. They know who you're with. They know everything. They're able to tie all these things together in a way that if you have never in your life ever been on Facebook, Facebook knows everything about you just because of all the different ways that they collect data. So there's no way you can block everything. I like to think that I'm a little bit safer than most people, but they still know a lot of stuff about me. And, and to think that I, everyone likes to say, oh, my phone heard me because we were talking about, you know, blow up dolls and now I got to add for a blow up doll. And no, it's because you went to Pornhub 17 times yesterday and uh, three of the videos you watched were inanimate objects or some stupid shit like that. That's why they know you want the doll, man. Shut up about it already. I don't know what you're talking about, but I think we should spin the wheel. <laughs> spin the wheel. I mean, what you do in the murder room is not my business. Speaking of murder room, let's talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. All right. Well, as this uh, podcast is recording, the MLB All-Star Game is happening. At the All-Star break, your Milwaukee Brewers have a record of 53-39 and 39 and have a four-game lead in the NL Central. Uh, for, now, for the record, the MLB All-Star game that's going on right now, the NL is losing one to nothing because your starting pitcher, Corbin Burns, gave up the one run of the game so far. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, you know. Anyway, reviewing the brew provided a report card for how each Brewers player has done so far halfway through the season. We figured this would be a good time for us to just holistically chat about what our thoughts are on the team, how things are going, where things are at, and then what are our thoughts on the second half? So Christopher, did you look at the report card? Cause I like kind of buzzed through it, but I was like, did they just give the three pitchers an A and like everybody else gets a C except for like the four people who should get an F? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. And that's what they should have done because I disagreed with uh, a fair chunk of this. Yeah. Like like the very, I, I the saw very that Colton first... Wong got an A and I'm like, Colton Wong gets an incomplete the because very he played first, like six games. The very first one on the list. I looked at it and I'm like, all right, this article is bunk. Yeah, they give Colton Wong an A minus. Dude's played like six games. I don't know how many games he's actually played. Old man Wiggum will correct me, but what's the, who's, had, who's the very first one on the list? I don't know. I'm on the internet. I'm on a different page now. Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich, who got a B minus. A B minus is not a bad score. Christian Yelich, who missed half the fucking year, and he's hitting 255 for fuck's sake. This is a guy who's a who's been like a 330, 40 home run guy. He's hitting 255 with like 10 home runs or five home runs. Like, this guy is not a B minus. I love Christian Yelich, but like, he's not a B minus. At best, he's a C minus. And that's the problem is so many of these grades are just bunk. Like, there's like 
two position players who should get something a, a B or above. Like they gave Avisel Garcia a B. Like I could see that, but again, he's been like hot and cold. So maybe he should have gotten the B minus, right? Who's that? And like Garcia. Yeah, like I, I think he's having an okay season. I mean, when your team is hitting 220, how do position players get any kind of a decent grade? Like, also, how does Daniel Vogelbach get a B plus with a 216 average? Yes, Yelich is wrong. Garcia like, with a B, I'm okay with. Jackie Bradley with an F, I'm okay with. Lorenzo Kane with a D, I'm fine with that. Keston with an F, absolutely. Colton yeah. Wong probably doesn't deserve an A minus just because of how much time he's missed, but right. he's one of the better people on, on the team. I think Willie Adamas probably yeah. deserves an A plus because he's been insane yeah. since he's been here. Yeah, Narvaez, I think he can keep the A. That's it makes fine, me whatever. sick to my stomach, but it's it's accurate. Like he's probably the best center we've got this year so far. Right, like. Some of this is just like, no, I don't believe you. There's, like, there's a little, there's a little bit of, you know, looking through, uh, uh, sunshine glasses. I don't know what that term is. I'm missing rose colored glasses. Yeah. There's, there's definitely for? some rose colored glasses going on here, but they did give the three big starters a plus, which I think all three of them deserve. Like they're insane. Yeah. They also, I think hater, they graded him before he. The last week. <laughs> right. Yeah. The last week dropped him down to like a B plus. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of what we expected, right? Like we expected this team to rely on their pitching and they've shuffled through their 47 minor league infielders with options and, you know, like it, it's working. Will it keep working the rest of the season? Who knows? But yeah, I think I we've gotten what we expect. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Wiggum asked a question. I'm trying to look it up. Let's see. What did Wiggum ask? Uh, he, he asked, um, are these grades against league average or against what we expected of them? Well, it almost has to be against. It can't be either. Like Yelich doesn't get a B minus versus either of those expectations. Right. Yeah. I think that's probably what we expected of them, but if, you know. And just as what grade do they deserve for their first half performance? So I guess that's, I guess that's I mean, league average, I guess. I mean, what grade, so what do they, I would, I would generally give the team like a B. Like they. I mean, overall, if you look at their performance, they're, they're way overperforming as far as I'm yeah. concerned. And they got what, yeah. 53 wins? I thought they'd win yeah, 60 games all fucking year for God's sake. Like they're overperforming. I mean, that, they're, that, they're, that, that, that bet that you made with Z Dubs ain't looking good. <laughs> uh, did we actually make a bet? I don't know. I feel like you and Z Dubs made a bet. I don't Maybe. remember. If we did, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I'll have to, He'll have to remind I'll us. I'll have to dress up or in a clown suit or something. I don't know. Um yeah, I think I think that I think that this group, whoever wrote this, they got the same issue we all do, right? Like they have their biases and the people they think are worse than they really are. They got their biases and the people they think are be like better than they really are. Yeah. So, like, apparently Eric Lauer got a B minus, and I'm yeah. not sure how that happened. But oh, here, this was the one that I wanted to talk to you about too. They listed three moves if Twitter were the GM. So let me hit you with these. Okay, I did not and read that part. And uh, let me hit you with these and see what you think. So move number one is Andy Haynes, the hitting coach, would be fired. Number two is they would trade for Jesus Aguilar. <laughs> and, and the number three is, we have to wait for it to load. Number three is that they would bring back Ryan Braun. Okay. So of those moves, we're going we're gonna to play the, uh, the old game of blank, marry, kill, right? We're going to, you have to, you have to keep one. And then kind of love the okay. idea of the I'm, other I'm, one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop really quick before we go on. Mm -hmm. um, I just got a text message from my sister that said, yeah. I need to check our family group chat. Okay. I am going to jump into this game and say, I got someone to kill because I just found out my fucking 16-year-old niece just had her first kiss. I don't know who this kid is, but we got to go hunting. I got to find somebody. Okay, anyway. Oh boy! Oh, I'm a little no, bit we, flustered all of a sudden. Uh oh! Whoa! Whoa! We we need the okay podcast over. Um, find us AQP on we. <laughs> are we are we continuing or do we need? Oh to wait! Go? Look, there's my sister. First plus six more. What? Whoa! What? 
Hold up. Time out. There's, we some, got... there's some killing that's got to happen. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's, we shouldn't get it. We sh- I shouldn't have said that on, on stream because, you know, sometimes my niece shows up. So we don't want to embarrass her too much. Anyway. Uh, Are you right. sure we don't? That That's kind of our shtick, right? It, it kind of is. But she's already probably embarrassed already. So. I'll let, I'll let her mom tell her that uh, the whole world knows that she just got her first kiss. Plus, so there apparently was a random six question more. Re- there was a random question redeemed for you, Sconzi, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'll have to touch base with Ellie offline because we aren't going to do the random question in the middle of the podcast. So okay. we can do that the next time that Ellie's uh, on the stream. Um, okay. All right, so we're going to, what are the options? We're going to, I need to write this down. So we keep, so basically, which one of these options of these three do you want to have happen? Let's just put it that way. Oh, well, that's easy. Ryan Braun. Yeah. Because it doesn't cost anything. Um, I, I think even at his age, he's uh, probably a better hitter than Jesus Aguilar, maybe. Uh, but he's going to be free. And uh, I wish we had the, the DH, which is odd for me to say because I really like the pitcher batting thing. But that would make it even better for the Ryan Braun thing. He's going to have right. not played half a season. He's got, you know, a year-ish off. So yeah, I think that I think that's easily the uh, right choice. Nice. All right. Well, I feel like we're at a point where do we have time for one more topic? Are we going into random uh, rankings? We're what are at, your thoughts? You know what? Rankings is going to take a bit of time. So why don't we go ahead and do that? All um, right. Do we? Do you want to throw a flag, or do we want to just go straight into the rankings? Let's just let's just go straight in. We had a good talk with the Brewers. We've kind of brought the <laughs> we've brought the mood up a little bit. There's no need to. All right. Drop the mood back down. All right. This is, I'm going to, I'm going to really get my ass handed to me in this week's. Random rankings. Because it's definitely right. an area that B follows a lot closer than I do. So random rankings. The um, impetus for this was that the NFL Twitter account is posting these images that are like, draft your favorite NFC East team based on these pictures, right? So they didn't have one for the uh, NFC North. But but I decided that we were going to draft a team of the NFC North, but we were going to make it fun. So what <laughs> we're going to do is we are going to draft, each of us will draft eight players from the NFC North on offense. You can only draft one quarterback. And to make it fun, you must draft two players from each team. So two Bears, two Packers, two Vikings, and two Lions. And we can't double dip. So we both can't pick Aaron Rodgers because what would the fun of that be? Because all of the other quarterbacks in this division are terrible. Pretty much true, yeah. So we got to randomize, and then we'll go. All right, let me, uh, I need to find a, a browser because I got all these different windows open and my sister's telling me about my niece kissing a boy. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm losing my mind. Randomizer. Oh, oh, I, I, is that happening in the chat or is that happening off chat? It's a little bit of both. Okay, because I want to, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm very intrigued by this, but it's also none of my business. So. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of gotten to know your niece a little bit, right? So. We did, yeah, yeah. She's been, she's definitely a, a friend of the stream. We feel, I feel like slightly invested in this. <laughs> I think we all kind of are. Uh, now I'm really wishing that I would have left this weekend to go visit him. <laughs> but then I'd would be. You, would then, you have gotten to meet said boy? I don't know, but then I'd be in jail and that wouldn't be fun. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, go on. Um, I hate to say this, but uh, Brian, you get to go first. All right. Well, unfortunately for you, I am taking Aaron Rodgers. I figured you were. Because all of the other quarterbacks in this division are terrible. But I will tell you at the end, the quarterback that I would have drafted had you taken Aaron Rodgers. I'm just going to get both my Packers off the board really quick. I'm going to take Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Jones. All right. So we're doing we're doing snake then. Okay. Well, yeah, I think we have to, don't we? Got you. Sure. So... If I have Aaron Rodgers, what am I looking for here? Now, I'm thinking about this, right? I'm looking at the Bears. I'm looking at the Vikings. I'm looking at the Lions. I'm looking to figure out what do I want to do and what type of offense do I want to build? Now, I am going to 
take running back Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings. I feel like Dalvin Cook, other than Aaron Jones, is the most dynamic running back in the division. Now, I'm going to do something that's going to surprise you, Scancy, but maybe it won't, but maybe it will. I'm going to take a player from the Lions. No way. Tight end TJ Hawkinson because he's the only tight end in the division that matters. If we're being honest. Okay. All right. That's so, fair. Well, that, that, uh, that makes my, uh, picks a little bit interesting then. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to knock off one of the Vikings as well. And it's going to be not quarterback or cousins. Are you taking Irv Smith? I'm taking, uh, Justin Jefferson. Okay, I see you. I see you. That makes sense. And uh, and then I'm going to jump to everybody's favorite, Chicago Bears, and I'm going to take uh, Allen. You're Robinson. taking Allen Robinson, aren't you? Uh, Allen Robinson, it is. So here's my thought. I got to add a little bit of color to this. So um, Devontae and, and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook, I think, is kind of a horse apiece. But Devontae is clearly the number two person available behind Aaron Rodgers, um, and then Aaron Jones. Again, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook. It was part of it was I just wanted to make sure you didn't get Aaron Jones. Um, and now I've got three amazing freaking wide receivers, so now I have to figure out what else I'm going to pick. And I've already got uh, earmarked a couple of other guys that I'm pretty safe on. So uh, yeah, so that's why I'm going with these guys. Get them, get those guys off the board, and save my kind of my my sleeper picks for uh, later in the draft. So I, I didn't think this through very well, did I? <laughs> well, you're not going to have really good wide receivers, I don't think. No, no, I'm not. So that kind of makes me sad. I didn't think that you were going to go. MVS. MVS. Nope. MVS. we're going to, let's think about this now. How do we want to, hey, this is getting real. This is where it gets interesting. It does. So I think I'm going to start with my running back, and I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift from the Lions because you get a nice little thunder and lightning with him and Cook. So obviously I'm not going to have wide receivers, so I have to go with a little bit more of a um, reserved approach. But – I think that I may go with wide receiver Adam, Adam Thielen. So Good pick. I've got my two running backs. I've got Aaron Rodgers. I've got TJ Hawkinson. I have to take two bears and I still have to take a Packer. Okay. All right. So this is, this is, this is, uh, this is where things get interesting. B, are you ready for it? David Montgomery. Montgomery. Running back from the Bears. Uh, so now I've got Aaron Jones and David Montgomery, which is insane. Um, you know, I still got a quarterback I got to take. So I'm pretty much down to Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins. Um, do you happen to know my opinion on either of those quarterbacks? Um, I feel like you would rather, you know, not draft any of them. <laughs> I I would rather shoot Kirk Cousins into the sun than have him on my team. So I'm taking tight end Irv Smith. Irv. All right. I can see that. And by the way, uh, is that Vlad Jr. just hit a home run? And also, sure. these are the ugliest fucking uniforms in the history of uniforms. What the fuck is going on? And I don't know. Burns gave up the home run, by the way. Okay, go oh, on. Of course he did. Does that surprise anyone, really? I mean... These are the ugliest uniform. My God. Okay. Sorry. Go. All right. So I have to take some Packers. I have to take some Bears. Now, thinking about this, I could always take Devin Funchess. I could always take MVS or Mm -hmm. Alan Lazard. Mm -hmm. But I could also decide not to do that. I could decide instead to double up on my Rogerses 
Mari Roger. I think he's. I think who the he, hell is that guy? The G. Let me. I gotta go figure out how to spell this. He was their draft pick. Hold on, please wait. Please wait. A M A R I R O. No, he's a D. He's the Amari Rogers D. Different way the Packers can get Amari Rogers touches as a rookie. See, he was their draft pick from uh, Clemson. So we're gonna go with that. Okay. Then I have to draft a bear, which kind of sucks, and I don't want to. <laughs> I, I, I really screwed up this draft. I, I just have to say that because I, I thought that I would throw you off by drafting Aaron Rodgers, but that did not go. I was prepped well for that. For I knew he was going to be the number one off the board, so I was, I was ready that. did for that. not go well for me, so I overestimated my abilities, and now I have to look at my team, right? So my wide receivers are... Amari Rogers and Adam Thielen. I have Dalvin Cook. I have DeAndre Swift, which means that I probably, since you know, I lo- looks like I'm really going to be running the ball a whole bunch. I am going to draft another tight end, there you Cole Komet, because I'm not drafting Jimmy Graham. I'm really not. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, we already know who my quarterback is, right? And the funny I mean, thing is, who, who is the who is the backup for Jared Goff? Does anyone know? Uh, I just, I have their depth chart up right here. I can tell you in a second. It's uh, loading. Tim Boyle. Oh, former Packer Tim Boyle. Yeah. So here here's here's the shock is I already assumed that Rodgers is going to be gone. Yep. And uh, Goff is the guy that I wanted. I didn't want anybody okay. on the Bears because they're trash. Uh, but I sure as hell didn't want Kirk Cousins because he's a fucking crybaby and really garbage. So Goff was my guy. I know he hasn't been great for a couple of years, but I think out of everyone who's not named Aaron Rodgers, he's the best quarterback in the division. So okay. I, I had pretty much given up that I was going to get Rodgers and Goff was the guy that I had. So the fact that I get him the second to last pick, I'm fine with that. Um, right. And I'm going to take uh, his wide receiver, Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams. All right. So I don't think he's going to do great, but he's going to be my number four. I got three, like, superstar wide receivers. So yep. he doesn't need to do anything, really. All right. So for my last pick, I am taking wide receiver Darnell Mooney. And basically what I'm doing with this team is I'm doing what the Packers have done for generations is hope that Aaron Rodgers can make chicken salad out of – Yeah the other thing <laughs> i also i noticed that old man wiggum was commenting and i totally have my screen covered up because i was looking up the lions uh, according to past podcast all wide receivers that wide receiver has played with are garbage so he'll make any remaining wide receiver amazing oh rogers i think that's what they're saying yeah, uh so quarterback my, should be the last pick here. he cannot take another one yeah no i agree that's yeah. what i did my, yeah my thought here is like this this gives me a lot of versatility. Like I can run the football, I can pass a little bit. You know, you're you're passing a lot. Yeah, <laughs> which, with your golf, that's a little scary. <laughs> I'm a little scared. Yeah, let's keep this into a fantasy update at the end of the year using PPR standard scoring to see which performs better. I think we should. Oh, that's interesting. I think like, we should. Okay, that that'll be interesting, especially given that like Amari Rogers and Tyro Williams both will probably be zero, <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers might be hosting Jeopardy. But well, Tyro Williams is going to be their probably their top receiver, so I don't know that yeah, he's going to. I don't he, know that he that gets means hurt much. a lot though too. And well, you know what? Between him and Jared Goff, the injury risk is going to neutralize itself. They're both going to play seventeen games this year. That's true, and as. As the sun has started setting, that nice purple light is illuminating your room very nicely. It is, isn't it? My my face is a little bit orange, but uh, but yeah, it actually looks pretty nice. I like it. Oh, well, you know, I just thought that you were uh, channeling our old friend of the show. Our old. <laughs> <laughs> Wait one second, one second. Wrong. Uh, all right, B, are you ready to move on with your extra point? I am. All right, why don't you do that? So. Everyone, welcome back to 
We Random. We are very happy to have you back in our lives. It's been a very busy few weeks for all of us. I hope that you all have been doing well. I hope that you've been staying safe. I know that Sconzi bought a house. Old Man Wiggum is doing Old Man Wiggum things. I'm doing things for me. I actually went to karaoke this weekend, which was really scary because I'm one of those people who uh, has been trying to be very safe. But, you know, I did it and hopefully everything went fine. And I just think that, you know, it's good that we're all back together. That's my extra point for today. Holy smokes, that was quick. I, I didn't have time to think of what my extra point was going to be. Uh, I don't know. Let me see what else was on the wheel because I think there was some stuff that I might have wanted to do. I'm gonna You're going to disappear for a second, I think. Oh, oh, it doesn't matter. You're not on the screen right now. Ah, I, I should have been ready for this. Um... No. Well, you know what? I don't. I don't. I don't have. I wasn't prepared. I'm never prepared for the extra point. I do all the other prepping. I don't do the prep for the the extra point. But um, what is on my mind? And you can talk about how grateful you are to be a homeowner. There's it's a lot of fucking work. I'm still sore, man. Like I'm. I'm so sore. It's not even funny. Um. I think I, I I think I'm gonna kind of feed off what you said, which is normally what I say every time we do the extra point. Um, life is short, y'all. Like life is short. Whether whether you you make it ten years or fifty years or hundred years, it it all goes by in a flash. And um, it's important that you know we talked about COVID. We talked about the way this could impact work. We talked. You know, Brian is in a very different situation than I'm in um, with how our businesses, our employers are handling things. Uh, and people are people are going to be stuck making tough decisions. I need to decide if I'm going to go beat up a 16-year-old kid who kissed my niece, you know. Uh, a lot of tough decisions that, that people are going to be making here in the, in the near future. But the important thing to really remember, I think, is life's short. And... If it, it, we need we need to find those things, whatever they are, within reason, that bring us joy. You know, uh, there was that that uh, that book that came out that had everybody throwing out all their old clothes or whatever. Like, hold it up, does this bring you joy? Throw it away if it doesn't. I I think that's a that's a that's a fair way to look at life. There's a lot of things that we do that we probably don't like to do, and some of them we have to do, but some of them we don't. There are people in our lives that don't need to be in our lives. There are jobs that we work that we don't necessarily need to work. Like there are other jobs and there are other people. And I think sometimes we fall into a routine where we're doing things because that's it's kind of who we are, right? Um, and I, I think about, I don't remember who the philosopher was. And if somebody knows, please tell me. But uh, basically the phrase was, you never walk through the same river twice or the same stream twice. And the thought being that when you step into that stream, whatever water is there, whatever molecules are there, whatever you know leaf is floating down the stream, it's not there the next time you walk through there. Sure, that's the same basic stream, but it's not the same stream if you get my drift. And uh, the one thing I keep telling myself is, like I've got certain habits and certain patterns, and, and it's just kind of things that I fall into, and I think we all do, right? Because you know what? Uh, I get up in the morning and I'm going to do this for breakfast or I get up in the morning and I use the restroom or I, before going to bed, I do this. And that's just who I am. That's my average routine. But, but that's not who I am. That's just what I've done in the past. That's who I was today. Tomorrow I can be whoever I want. I can do whatever I want. And, uh, I think that's an important thing for us to keep in mind, especially me, because I always feel like I'm at kind of a crossroads. I know I've been talking for a long time already, but uh, I, I guess the gist of what I'm getting at is find those things that bring you joy and chase those because life is too short not to. And just because it's something that you haven't done before, you know, maybe you weigh 9,000 pounds like I do. If, if your goal is to run a marathon, you can still do that, right? Just start getting into shape or doing whatever you need to do to get there. So chase your dreams, chat. That's what it comes down to. Chase your dreams because life's too short not to. That's what I got, B. Sounds great to me. 
you know, it's, it's so interesting. Like we just live in such a weird time and I'm going to share my story that I didn't share as part of my extra point, but like going to karaoke was such a very, like, I had so many conflicting feelings, but then like I'm there with these people and like so many people are just like so happy and like supportive and like there's black people and white people and old people and young people. And it's like, all of these people are coming together and instead of yelling at each other and trying to cut each other out at the knees, people are just like so loving and supportive. And it was like all of the best of humanity. Like, I feel like in some ways that's really related to your point. It's like, find those things yeah. that make you find the best in humanity. Because as you see on our wheel every week, it's so easy to find the worst in humanity. It is. It is. And with that said, you can find us on Twitter at AQ underscore P-R-O-D. That's it. You can find me, Landmark M-K-E. You can find him at Skonzi and on Amazon Sidewalk now. Oh. Uh, you can find Old Man Wiggum. Well, Old Man Wiggum's not anywhere because, you know, Old Man Wiggum doesn't like the internet. He's out there <laughs> reading the newspaper and shaking his fist at the clouds. That's right. But if you want to find us on Facebook, you can do that. If you want to find Skonzi on YouTube, look for the uh, purple guy with the stogie. If you want to find Skonzi here on Twitch, you can do that and should do that because he will be streaming on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. And then otherwise, join us next week, 7 p.m. For this podcast, everybody. I forgot the music. We got music going now. We're glad to be back. Wishing you all the best. Have a great week. See you, everybody.